1: Hello and welcome back to Pod Save the Queen, the royal podcast from the Daily Mirror. I'm joined once again by Victoria Murphy, Daily Mirror Royal Correspondent. Hi. And Emma Grafland, our fashion director. Hello. And I am Anne Gripper. And for the first time we can say the royal wedding is next month. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, exciting. It's getting closer and the royal baby probably maybe this month. Yeah. she's
0: Late? Could be. Any day, really could be any day now, yeah. Have you got a bag packed just in case? I really don't actually. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hoping they might let me go home at maybe midnight or something. So (laughs) we'll
1: see. We'll see. So we'll talk more about the royal wedding a little bit later on, but the royals had a reasonably busy weekend we saw them out and about at windsor for the easter sunday service some people were there and some people harry and megan quite noticeably absent yeah, i was gonna
0: say we saw some of them didn't we but not all of them so um the Queen was there at the Easter Sunday service at St George's Chapel Windsor. Of course, it's very important um, service for her every year. She always goes. She's joined by members of her family. It would have been really nice to see Harry and Meghan there because that's obviously where they're going to get married. So to see them in their wedding location would have been a really nice moment. And I also think it um, would have been very appropriate because Meghan is of course she's been baptized and confirmed into um, the church of england and this would have been a nice opportunity for her to be seen attending church with the royal family attending church with the queen who is head of the church and actually cementing that um you know cementing the fact that she has been welcomed into the faith because we haven't seen her attend church so i think that would have been a nice thing to do Um, but um they had a they spent the weekend privately, so we're told. I wish I could tell you more. I wish I knew exactly <laughs> where they were. I'm sorry I don't. They um,
2: were well, eating lots of Easter eggs, of course. Yeah.
0: I mean, one thing we know is it wasn't Harry's stag do, because obviously William was at the service, and we would like to think that Wayne would be on the stag do. Um, but I guess they are just having an opportunity to have a bit of a quiet weekend. They're very busy planning a wedding. It's nice to have a bit of time off, and I'm sure that would have been done with the full support of the Queen. William and Kate did go to the service, of course kate 's now on her maternity leave, so this is her kind of um stepping out while on her maternity leave, so we get a little bonus opportunity to see her, if you like because we weren't we were thinking we weren't going to see her now until she comes out of the hospital with her newborn um and still still looking great despite the fact that she's now you know eight and a half months pregnant and It was quite nice because she met with Zara Phillips, who's also pregnant as well, expecting her second baby in the summer. So there was a little bit of a typically, you know, kind of the two bumps side by side, inevitable stories that we see when these things happen.
1: It was Kate's Kate's outfit. She went back to Catherine Catherine Walker. Walker. I thought it was very elegant. I really liked it. with the brooch and the matching earrings, I thought she looked
2: really fantastic. So
1: it's the same outfit that she wore for the um, St. Patrick's Day Yes. ceremonial duties when she was pregnant with Charlotte I think down to the the coat was the same and the hat was the same yes. and um what Kate wore has spotted that she's worn it at least seven times and it's not one of my favorites I'm afraid <laughs> no I really don't like it no, I like it I've yeah. sh- maybe I'd like something a bit I don't know it just looks a bit like a flower pot
0: with a I quite like blob the blob sub- on it yeah understatedness oh, I, yeah, quite like. I like the simplicity of it mm. I thought she looked really fantastic We can disagree on that one, Um, but we did get to see as well uh, Princess Eugenie and her fiancé Jack Brooksbank. So this is a couple who are also getting married in St George's Chapel, Windsor, in October. So we got the opportunity to see a couple who will get married, not the (laughs) couple that we wanted to see. But of course, the fact that Jack was there for the first time this year, even though they've been going out for I think six, seven years, represents the fact that. He is due to be married into the family, so is now welcome in a much more official capacity at, when they're attending events publicly together. So that was the symbol, really, of the fact that yes, he's now engaged. He comes along alongside her. And it's
1: probably quite nice for them as well, because Harry and Meghan were at Sandringham at Christmas with the Queen, whereas I don't think Jack was, as Jack far as I can remember. Jack wasn't. No, I
0: mean they weren't engaged then, or at least not publicly engaged. It was the New Year was their announcement. Um, but yes, of course, it would have been interesting to see if he if he had gone as a fiancé as well, of course, we won't know. Um, William and Kate were late. They were late Outrageous. to the service. Yeah, which is a bit naughty, really, and not something we see. I think the fact that it happened actually reminds you how rare an occurrence it is. Whenever I ten- attend events and cover royal engagements... That it's so unusual for them to arrive anything other than bang on time you know almost to the minute that the car will pull up exactly when it's meant to and it's a reminder really that I suppose like all of us things can go wrong um they are you know subject to things like potentially maybe there was a bit of traffic um I think they could probably get through that in some instances but maybe not all instances so but it but it but it was interesting because of course protocol dictates that the queen as the most senior royal arrives last so they tend to arrive at things in reverse order and of course william and kate ended up arriving after her so she hung on a little bit i think to see if they would come but then of course the queen doesn't want to be late for a church service so she ended up going in and then william and kate arrived a a few minutes later so have had to be doing the dishes for the Sunday yeah. lunch. After <laughs> <laughs> I think there would have been at least a raised eyebrow from the Queen when they walked in. Oh, um, usually had a fabulous outfit. Well, there though. was no missing her. She
2: was definitely there. So
1: it, was, um, it looked like little Easter eggs splashed all over it. Did. I
2: thought that as well. So she was wearing. It was a very fabulous Oscar de la Renta. got a coat dress. It was a button through dress. The top was very plain. When you see it on the on the website available to buy, it comes with a white belt. She also didn't wear the white belt with it. Um. £3,500 worth of Oscar de la Renta dress, ladies. I thought that was quite expensive. She really pushed the boat out for Easter. That's
1: a lot of money. It's a
2: lot of money, I think, yeah. It's not relatable, is it? I it's mean, not relatable. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not sure it's one of the... I mean, had it been me, I would have seen there wasn't the potential to wear that lots of times. I think once you've worn that once, you're probably not going to wear it again. I'm not sure cost where she's going to get the wear out of that. But I actually thought she looked... It was fun, and I think she looked really good.
1: It, wasn't, it was a nice look and quite in her in her style the kind of the length and the black and the color yeah i mean let's face it they they,
2: they the, the sisters have been knocked in the past we know that um their dress sense hasn't always got, gone down very well with people and they have all some odd um combinations in the past but i think she it's kind of finding her stride. She obviously likes to wear things that are a little bit different. She's never going to be someone who wants to blend in, and I kind of really respect her for that. I think if she's going to go for something flamboyant, then this was definitely the outfit to go for. I mean, you can't really go wrong with Oscar de la Renta, can you? No. She did look fantastic. And she matched the hat, to the colours in the dress. I thought it all looked very pulled together. I did like her hat.
1: It's kind yeah, of a, I a f- her like bright, brighter yes. number.
0: Yeah, I thought was fabulous. So yeah. Well, no, no, not everyone's taste, but I thought we should look very good. It'll be interesting actually to see what she goes for for her wedding dress because she's
2: not going to go
0: understated. I don't I think don't she's going to so. go with a bang that yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, I think it's going to. I think we're going to see the full princess dress out in full force. Yeah, for so wedding. do I. Yeah. It's going to be
2: really interesting oh. to see what she wears.
0: And Beatrice presumably as the maid of honour. Obviously nothing's been announced, but we would expect that I think. So. Yes, um,
1: Beatrice wearing cream as well. I felt I don't know a bit because we. Bit awkward because we're looking at looking out for Megan going to be at the place where she's going to get married, and then Eugenie's there where she's yeah, going to get married, to then Beatrice
2: is wearing it, cream. And it didn't really work, I thought. You didn't like you her know, outfit, no, didn't like the outfit. I think the choice of color was wrong. I think actually, on this occasion, her sister looked much better, trumped her.
1: And um, Zara went for Seraphine as well, again, but yeah. bespoke apparently, which is Ooh. quite grand, and a nice bright bold blue
2: yeah she stood out i thought it was kind of everyone was calling it turquoise it was a bright bright bluey turquoise color i think it really suited her i think it looked fantastic
1: and seraphine the pregnancy brand which seems to be the
2: royals can't get enough of it can they
1: crazy um so another person who was not there prince philip yeah so he pulled out of the maundy service we understand yeah And there's been another event... With Prince
0: Andrew around a week before that. Yes, that's right. Um, Now, Buckingham Palace, because he's officially retired, they're always very reluctant to give us any indication as to what his schedule is, what he may or may not be appearing at. Partly because I think there's always the opportunity that he may decide not to go to something and they don't want stories about him pulling out of things. (laughs) Can't be bothered today, I'm retired. However, the, uh, the Royal Maundy Service had the program had been printed in advance and his name was in it so of course you know it was obvious to everyone that he was intended to be there originally um the explanation that was given was that we understand that he has a problem with his hip so you know we're not talking sort of he's not in hospital um it doesn't sound too scary however we've always got to think about the fact that you know he's Coming up for ninety-seven, so you just you can't really read too much either way into anything, I think, anymore. Um, but um, I, what I would suggest, to be honest, is that if if this thing with his hip is a problem, it's very likely that he is struggling with his mobility. And we know how proud he is. He's such a proud man. Um, he's always walked very upright. He's always made a point of wanting to walk unaided, without the use of sticks. I couldn't imagine him being happy being seen in a wheelchair at all. So if he's struggling with his mobility, Mm -hmm. my view is he'd much rather be out of sight than be seen struggling. And it's probably something as simple as that. Because he walked Um, to church at Christmas, didn't he? Well, the Queen went in the car and that's happened fairly regularly. Exactly. He's always walked from Sandringham House. I have seen him in recent years... Use the handrail a little bit more. Or one point, I think he held on to Prince Andrew one time when they were going up the steps. Um, a little bit more careful on the steps up to the church at Sandringham, but still very mobile for someone of his age. Um, and that's the way he wants it to be. When it comes to the Easter Sunday service, it, it was explained that he wasn't—he never intended to go to that service. Now, of course, there was no programme, so you know it's, it's a difficult one. But of course, he's retired now, so. He doesn't... There's no given that we'll see him at all at events. It's very much a case of if he wants to go and attend something with the Queen, then he will. But there's no requirement for him to be seen in public at all now. Um, the so ch- we just have to hope that we see him at the wedding. And what I will say is that he was carriage riding in Windsor not long ago. So, Yeah
1: still still got to have your hobbies even if you're not feeling right for the big <laughs> exactly. big, big he loves carriage riding. Do you think so in terms of the wedding, the chapel is obviously at Windsor where the Queen and Philip spend a lot of their time. Yeah. Will they have to go through the sort of the public way or if he is feeling If he is having mobility difficulties, would
0: there be an option that he... Do you think that they could find some other way for him to get in that was less public? It's tricky to know at this stage. I mean, they will enter the chapel in the same way that they enter for these services for the Easter service and they will they will arrive by car so there won't be a case of the family walking from a long way down although some members of the family do walk down for the Easter service but the Queen arrives by car so I would expect that she and Philip would arrive by car at the chapel in the same way that they arrived by car outside Westminster Abbey when William and Kate got married um so that's what I, that's what I'd expect to see
1: but you and I mean the I'm wedding's sure obviously a big thing yeah by
0: definitely.
1: hook or by crook yeah oh, yeah, yeah. He'll be there. Um, some other members of the family that we saw there, Prince Edward and his family, Sophie, looking glamorous again. We've commented on her yeah. style in the past. She always looks amazing, yeah. And um, their children as well. So Lady Louise wearing heels and very much sort of a young lady now. She looks like she might be taller than her mum, which I would Could imagine. Could be those heels. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I guess that's a big moment for any parent is when your children, you have to start looking up to your children yeah. rather than uh, rather down. Yeah, she's
0: 14 now. And they've been quite careful, I think, to keep their children out of the limelight. Um, they're obviously not going to be working royals. They're going to have careers outside of the royal family. And... They appear from time to time, but they very much have a, a normal childhood, a private childhood, I should say. I don't think it's all that normal. <laughs> but they, um, they um, you know, the fact that yes, they're growing up a little bit now, and we can see that with Louise. She's her style's a little bit different. She's wearing the heels. Um, and then her younger brother, who's only ten still, I don't think he was very happy <laughs> he, on the Easter Sunday service. He looked, he looked a bit like he didn't want to be there. And I think his mum was comforting him at one point. You know, ten-year-olds probably not their top choice of a Sunday activity, but who knows? Um, and then I think I know what you're going to say next. Yeah, so he yeah.
1: he was also you know quite quite grown up or doing a grown-up thing. So he was
0: pictured driving on the estate in yeah. one of the sort of the royal cars i so guess this one is of them. interesting so he was photographed now photographed at the wheel of a car and it looked like he was driving and you could see his head peeking up over the steering wheel on the windsor estate now we should say that it's a private estate and there are no laws against um, minors driving on private land and actually there's a lot of companies that offer driving lessons to underage people who wouldn't be able to drive with a provisional license on the road. Um, they, they can get a driving experience from as young as 10 on private land. Um, so no laws were broken, but it does seem very young. However, I was talking to someone about this and they were saying how did his legs reach the pedals and I thought to myself, that is so true how did his legs reach the pedals and then when you take a closer look you actually realize that he was sitting on someone's knee so he's
1: just doing the steering yeah. so clapping. he was just having
0: yeah. a little go which kind of changes things a bit he wasn't just left alone in a land rover to, <laughs> to roam around it's clearly very well supervised um I did speak to someone from the AA about this though and they did say you know we wouldn't really encourage this um it's not something we would encourage with someone so young but you said that there, there was no laws broken
1: but Prince Philip would have been chuffed hearing about it yeah. over lunch so he was yeah. always a big <laughs> a big driver oh and in the cram Tobias Menzies is going to be playing Prince Philip that's what's that's come out as well over the last few days so because
0: that's going to be a change of generation Olivia Coleman series. for the Queen so, yeah. I have to say, I find it a little bit too much like a Busman's holiday. <laughs> I start to watch it, and then my mind just starts ticking over with work things. Oh, is that right? Is that right? And then I start thinking about something. So it's not very relaxing. Sorry, not Oh, looks fabulous though. Yeah.
1: Um, Right, Royal Wedding Watch. Some more concrete information has come out, excitingly. Um, So the flowers. We know the florist. We know the flowers that there will be in the church. Roses, peonies and foxgloves were the sort of big showpiece flowers that were mentioned, um, being put together by Philippa Craddock. Happy
0: it's yes, a nice story. I mean, this is part of the um, Kensington Palace is sort of drip feeding us information about the royal wedding now. So we have had the cake maker, um, and now we we've had we've had information about um, last week, which I'm sure we're going to talk about. Information about the military involvement of the wedding, and the flowers were was a story that they gave to the Sunday newspapers this week. So told people about it on Saturday and said we're saving it for the Sunday papers. Um, so Philippa Craddock. Um, she's very interested in kind of um you know quite natural approach to flower arranging and i think that's what carrie and megan want they don't want anything too stiff they want something that is kind of very down to earth and maybe a little bit wild flowery um interestingly one of diana's favorite flowers um white garden roses uh, to feature and peonies we know that megan is a fan of peonies she's when she in her days of social media posting she liked to post pictures of peonies and talk about how they were her favorite so that's obviously something that is bringing together lots of um, different influences from her preferences Diana's preferences Good meanings there everything's yeah. going to have a little bit of a personal touch mm.
1: and cuz Kate was really into the the language of flowers for her wedding so there was all the, the sort of the traditional meanings i think there was lily of the valley was one of them and these different classical
0: well, they and had
1: catacombs in Westminster. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd wow. forgotten that. Yeah. But um, so I, look, I looked up what peonies mean. I mean, roses, we kind of all know the various kinds of love and that kind of thing. So peonies is romance and prosperity and good fortune and happy marriage and riches and honour and compassion, which oh, is quite wow. lovely. Mm. But apparently, foxgloves, they're a bit more interesting. I love foxgloves as sort of a wildflower. For our American listeners, I don't know whether you have them over in America, quite tall bold they're quite bold flowers Pur- yeah. a bit purple maybe that's a hint for some bridesmaids dress detail quite maybe like the color of ribbon going on Eugenie's hat from the weekend yes. maybe she could give it a rewear um <laughs> <laughs> so the foxgloves apparently more positive and negative meanings to them because they are actually um poisonous if you have too much of them but they can be healing so mm. but apparently so they can apparently mean Powerful. insincerity or protection so yeah, well just interesting but I th- it does sound like they want more sort of no, I don't want to say hippie vibe but like relaxed and wild yeah. and in touch with nature
0: like that's definitely what they want yeah they, they want it to um the palace actually said in the statement that the arrangements will reflect the wild and natural landscapes from which the plants are drawn so I think that's tapping into the fact that both of them like the outdoors um you know they live in the city but Harry's very fond of the outdoors. Megan, she's a California girl and she has said previously in her blogging that she will always have that kind of relaxed edge and even though her fashion... And the way that she styled herself has been, she's gone for more tailored things, perhaps influenced by her role in suits. She's still at heart that kind of relaxed California girl, so I think we're seeing influence of that. Flowers suitable for a messy bun. Yeah. But sort of <laughs> <Okay. laughs>
1: well, the other thing I find
0: flowers funny. in the messy bun, yeah. a Ooh.
1: Fact, That could, could be. be else. Else. Yeah. Um, the other thing I find quite funny is all of these little bits when the announcements come, they all say it will reflect them as a couple, which is what everything yeah. has yeah. been said yeah. ever since yeah. that. <laughs> initial announcement of the wedding it will represent them as a couple so you got it and
0: you could do you could you could you could do that job (laughs) and
1: then the other thing that i noticed they were saying there might there'll be some other pollinator-friendly flowers, which I presume means like the wildflower things that the bees will like, yeah. and that kind of thing. I suffer from hay fever. That sounds like bad news to me. <laughs> been,
0: Like hay fever nightmare. <laughs> I think it's all feeding into their, you know, their ethos about sustainability and helping the environment, and that's something that the Royal Family very hot on, is this idea of, while they quite clearly have so much being able to kind of always be seen to be giving something back so I'd say that's very much what that's about
1: a decent win for Prince William this week on the ivory ban as well that he's been campaigning for for a long time so yeah something's really close to his heart so preventing the sale of ivory in the UK so um armed forces you mentioned briefly earlier Yeah.
0: so another another piece of information that we've had in the last week or so is military presence at the wedding. So um, Now this wedding is not a state occasion and so there's no requirement of any kind for there to be a sort of military presence but of course Prince Harry's associations with the military, the military was always going to feature and it is a big event. So we've been told that there are going to be around 250 members of the armed forces all from regiments that he has either served with or where he also holds honorary positions. So, you've got the Household Cavalry, and he started his military career in the Blues and Royals, and then you've got, um, he he holds a position as um, Captain General of the Royal Marines, that's his most senior military position, which he took over from Prince Philip, when Prince Philip retired in the summer. Um, three Regiment Army Air Corps, obviously he served as an Apache pilot with the RA Air Corps, the Royal Gurkha Rifles, um, and also Royal Navy Small Ships and Diving. He holds an honorary position there.
1: Very busy. He's got more more jobs than George Osborne. Um,
0: (laughs) The um, the Irish Guards also are going to be providing the um, music, I think. So um, that's a bit of a nod to William, actually, because William has links with the Irish Guards, not Harry. So, you know, they're trying to make it very personal, personal to Harry, personal to the family. Um, And, of course, Harry no he has such an association with the military probably more than any other member of the royal family he served for 10 years and he was he always said it was the making of him and it was the real chance that when he had the opportunity to really be seen not as a member of the royal family but to succeed on his merits and that was such a valuable time to him and he has many many very good friends in the military still so it was always going to be important for the military to have a presence at his wedding um will he be in uniform that's Could, the question he might oh, be I think yeah I think he very Harry me, yeah. I'm, I, it would have to be an honorary position because he's no longer serving officer is he so it would be uniform in one of his honorary positions but it sounds like he's got plenty to choose from so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's lots of I think it's got to be uniform
1: surely yeah. surely um the other thing oh, I was going to ask did we get this similar drip
0: feed of information in the run-up to William and Kate's wedding? Yeah, we did actually. Uh, we may not remember it as well, but we Just did. Just all a Blur. <laughs> It was exactly the same and really that, that was the first time that they had done that. They kind of set the tone there and th- what's happening now is sort of mirroring that. And I think if you remember when William and Kate's wedding was on, it was the first time that they'd started to really properly use their social media feeds. And that was the story in itself then. So I remember writing, you know, they announced it on Twitter as though that was the story, whereas now we would just think that's completely normal. Of course, yeah. they announce everything on Twitter and Instagram at the same time as they kind of send it out on email. But it was seen as, you know, groundbreaking then that they were making an announcements on social media
1: and I guess it also means we're getting closer to when things are actually happening and it gives the people who are involved in things a little bit more freedom to actually ask people for help or explain why I suddenly need 18 extra people it's
0: probably a bit of a relief for some of the people who have known that they're involved to actually finally have it out there and as you say they're not having to hide anymore um it's also about control you know they want to be able to they don't want a series of they don't want to be inundated with questions all the time from journalists and people saying what's going on with this what's going on with that so this is their way of kind of carefully controlling the information and keeping people satisfied with updates but also they're writing the story that they want to write. Yes. So. exactly. So yeah, it's you know, being able to control the message, say we've got this lovely piece of information for you today, we've got this lovely piece of information for you then, you know, that's if they if they left a big vacuum, it would be filled with a lot of things they probably weren't very happy about. So like all the
1: lines out of all of the new books that are emerging. Well, that's I... a <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: very good point. Yes, yeah,
1: very good point. So there's various um people writing writing books cunningly to tie in with the royal wedding um and one i guess the, the big one noticeable this week is the one by andrew morton who obviously wrote the famous diana book yes.
0: yes and this has been serialized in the sun we should say
1: yeah so serialized in in our rival newspaper the sun um but some interesting extracts that were featured so i'm going to i'm going to play Jackanory and read to you a little are you sitting comfortably <laughs> and i'll begin it's only short don't worry um so talking about her ex-husband trevor engelson he went from cherishing megan to as one friend observed feeling like he was a piece of something stuck to the bottom of her shoe and she apparently took a blender with her to toronto which was a signify that their lives were a bit separate and she had this other home she packed it into the back seat of her car even though it would have been just as easy to buy a new one it sat on the kitchen counter in the Toronto house a material reminder that her home was no longer in Los Angeles and when it came to actually ending the marriage a wealthy entrepreneur friend claimed the marriage ended so abruptly that Megan sent Trevor her diamond wedding and engagement rings back by registered mail Another confirmed that the decision to end the marriage was made by Meghan and has come totally out of the blue. It was such a surprise for Trevor that even at a distance of five years, he can barely contain his anger.
0: Wow. Hmm. Well, it sounds like... Um, I think it's interesting. I mean, obviously, Andrew Morton is best known for his book about Diana and Diana, her true story. Um, and, you know, that book was so powerful. It later transpired that he had actually been hearing from her, not directly, but listening to tapes of her speaking. And so you know, straight from the horse's mouth, if you like. He really did have her her side of things, her full view. Now, this book is slightly different because Morton has spoken to, he has spoken to some friends, some former friends, uh, some family members from her father's side, we think. But he hasn't had sort of unfettered access to everyone in her life. And he certainly hasn't had access to her in the same way that he had with the Diana book. Now, he's worked with what he's got. So, you know, he's, 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 got his information that he's got from where he's got it from and put it out there but it perhaps not as it's not it's not the same picture that we got with the diana book it's of not the real the inside, inside story inside. yeah exactly no, yeah the same
2: access has he he's coming at it from Pretty much the same angle that anybody researching the story about her would come from, I think.
0: Yeah, so so it's a view, but it is is it really the real, real inside view in the way that he definitely did have with the Diana books? So, and that's and that's interesting. And and this is an example, you know, the... the he, the palace didn't haven't cooperated with him clearly they haven't given him access to Meghan or access to the, the family who were close with him and maybe it would have been better if they had who knows you know maybe he would have had more to tell from the other side if if, if they had it's all about that blender
1: <laughs> <laughs> one of the other interesting bits was about um about diana and sort of the impact that her death had on Meghan and watching the watching the wedding back and this kind of thing um and uh Angie writes in the in the book according to family friends she was intrigued by diana not just for her style but for her independent humanitarian mission seeing her as a role model she wouldn't be alone in that by any means lots of other people were, were big diana fans such was her interest that susie's mother sonia even gave her a copy of my biography good plug for himself in there. <laughs> well done well done andrew diana her true story which remained on her bookshelves for the next few years as friend Nanaki Priddy observed, she was always fascinated by the royal family. She wants this, She wants to be Princess Diana 2.0. Yeah.
0: See, that's really interesting because in the engagement interview that, that they did, Meghan said she didn't know anything about Harry. That's and so, exactly
2: what I was going yeah. to say. These two
0: stories are not <laughs> matching up in any form. Except I'm not sure they're necessarily mutually exclusive because she said she didn't know anything about Harry at all. I mean, but that doesn't mean that she didn't know about Princess Diana. and well,
2: Harry's her son. Yeah. It, it, you but can't it, know about but one not about the other. I
0: suppose she probably just... Neg- Would she have said that she was obsessed with Princess Diana if it was true? Probably not, no. I don't think. So. so, you know, we don't know. But I'm sure she was she knew the story. I mean, who didn't know the story who was alive when Princess Diana died? I mean, it was such a huge, significant moment in everyone's lives at that time. So I'm sure she'd known the story, but that is very different to then following through over the course of the next 20 years with a, you know, an, an interest in every move that her sons make. So I suppose she could have, both could be true, I suppose, is what I'm saying. I think
1: but there's also a difference if you're sitting next to someone who is going to be your husband saying oh, I knew Prince Harry, <laughs> as to now, now you're marrying him, now you know Prince Harry. Yeah. Like, knowing about, you know, you might have known that there was some ginger royal kid somewhere in the world but not known really what was yes she definitely sorry for Harry. look can you tell yeah. I've not had my invitation the level of <laughs> the
0: level of respect You're has gone down now, she definitely kid. knew he existed didn't she and that yeah. you know, I don't think she would have ever tried to pretend that she didn't know that I mean maybe she was maybe I think she did get quite a few raised eyebrows when she said she didn't know it, anything about him it would have probably been better for her to have said I obviously knew who he was but I didn't, I didn't know, know much that much yeah him. which is probably what, what she kind of meant really and they're out and about again this weekend. Yes, yeah, so end of this on, week. On Friday they're going to make a visit to um the Invictus UK team trials. Obviously the Invictus Games, Prince Harry holds this event. Um the next one is in Sydney in October and it's for wounded servicemen and women. And it's a very important event for him, and of course this will be the first time that Megan is able to go with him as his wife, and they're teeing up nicely by kind of you know drawing attention to the fact that the team trials are on and Invictus, Invictus teams are being chosen in the UK, so this should be really nice event for them
1: and we would expect to see some representation from the Invictus games at the wedding as well sure. I would imagine
0: yeah exactly via um I mean some of the competitors are now f- f- genuine friends of Harry's so I'm sure that they will be invited as individuals and also representatives from the charities that Invictus works with as well will definitely be there oh,
1: guest list long guest list I'm not on it <laughs> to go home and cry oh well um right that's probably enough for this week royal catch up and we can talk again next week um, after their Invictus, Invictus visit and
0: hopefully some more wedding tidbits. We could even have tidbits. some baby news next week. Who knows? Oh. If it comes early, I don't think it's due to come before we do our next podcast, but we'll see. Yeah, it's
1: um, either an Aries or a Taurus. Oh, okay. If it's after April the 20th, then it's a Taurus, ah. which is the same as Charlotte. Yeah. It's an, otherwise, it's an Aries. Both, I think, mean, reasonably stubborn. If it was so.
0: really late, could share a birthday with Charlotte, but probably unlikely I think
1: wedding anniversary baby other possibility end of April so that's gonna be a problem with the stag do as well though is William gonna be able to go away now with the baby coming
0: yeah I mean I yeah if only we knew you're making me think it could have happened Dan (laughs) (laughs)
1: if he maybe he was just trying it out I've been I've been late for my gran at church I can totally can totally be away (laughs) on a stag do when the baby comes it's totally fine anyway thank you everybody for joining us again this week if you've enjoyed the show then leave us a rating or a review on iTunes and do subscribe because we'll be back again next week and until then pod save the queen